rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, here we are again. It feels like we just met five minutes ago, but oh well, that's the way way it's going in um, the United States of serfs and lords during the last days of the American Republic. Are if you're if you're from the future and you're watching us and we're long gone, remember we tried. We're just like you. That's the thing. We are just like you, and um, we want love. We want, you know, peace. We want to be, you know, have our, you know, take a walk on the beach, hang out with friends, play the guitar, sit around a fire, tell stories, right? Unfortunately, we have to fight fascism. If we didn't, if I didn't have to fight fascism, and I'm, you know, speaking for myself, what this show would be i don't know what we would do we would have a show about you know animal rescue or something and then this is the the thing with see okay this is why so many fought blood and died to create and entrust a a a uh constitutionally limited democratic republic to us so we had the freedom so they, in the hope that we would have the freedom to do, to to do those things, not to, to simply live and die under the good graces of our betters in the fields and await our rewards in heaven. So we had some choices. So we could have, uh, you know, some free time, some uh, take a vacation, explore the meaning of life. What the hell else is the, is there? That's why I can't stand Republicans. It's really uh, because they get they don't get it. You see, the when they attack, and I'll just get, jump right out and start with the show. We'll do the plugs in a minute to kind of weave them in. But when they attack, which one of their favorite things to attack is gender studies classes, right? But and and now. Um, Governor Ron DeSantis, who seems to be the the hope for fascism in the country, and of course the corporate media presents him as if he is just some rational choice you might make, uh, and that's the failing of the corporate media. No, and we can trace the decline of the American experiment to the creation of the corporate media, which is uh, basically uh, started with Reagan was um, kind of put in uh, the last nail in the coffin, was put by Clinton with the Telecommunications Act, and here we are in a, in, in a fascist, well, in the midst of a fascist coup. So, and uh, one of the things that Ron DeSantis is um, attacking, because that's all they have. They only, Republicans, and, and I'll use the term, Republican and, and fascist. It's kind of interchangeable now. But they have nothing, so they offer... What do they offer? They offer division, hatred. They offer the morons um, a targeted minority group, and that currently is trans people. You know, LGBT 
to a well LG you know rest of the gay community in one form or another but especially trans people right now and uh, it's it's pretty damn appalling um, one of the things I want to talk about tonight is uh, and, and this is why you know um, before I get you know you know how it is I get my, my that's why it's Buster. we go all over the place but when Ron DeSantis attacking woke and, uh, you know, they're, they're attacking trans people, making laws about uh, you know, all these bathroom bills, which it's ne- it was never and is not a problem, you know. It's never been a problem. But they, they create these problems just like they create problems whenever we try to take a leap forward. Whenever we try to make a more perfect union, Republicans create problems to stand in the way. Oh, who's crying? Ray Ray? Come on, Ray Ray. Come over here. Poor Ray. He's standing outside the door and crying because Tara Jr. is in the bedroom. Ray Ray. Come here, Ray Ray. He hardly ever makes an appearance. You're a good boy, too, aren't you? Right? He's our... This is our Black Lives Matter cat. We have Antifa cat. We have... Wait. Our Resist cat. That's Francis. And then we have our BLM cat. Okay, so where was I? Um, They have nothing but... Division and so when Ron DeSantis, this is what gets me because the the corporate media enables the Republican agenda, this fascist um, targeting of minority groups by 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 the mere fact that they present Ron DeSantis as if he's some kind of rational choice that Republicans are making when he should be presented every. Every news story about Ron DeSantis should feature the fact that he is a fascist. And this is an alarming development here in the United States that, you know, we've encountered fascism before. We've had to battle fascism, not just uh, overseas, but at home, that that it's nothing new to have this underlying right wing fifth column in the country. We've been here before. We have, uh, uh, for example, well, the German-American Bund that was that was uh, popular, and before the the um, United States got into the World War II, there were a there's a, there was a very large and loud contingent of Republicans who of course, were on the side of the Nazis, calling for the America, uh, America not to get involved in the war, and, th- and then, of course, um, had business dealings with the Nazis. So, so, and they didn't stop once the war began. But in that administration, in FDR's administration, as we know, he... Uh, there were laws against war profiteering. He said there would be no mi- war millionaire made on the blood of our soldiers. 
And, you know, those days are over, though. But uh, as we know, George W. Bush's grandpappy, Prescott Bush, was cited under the Trading with the Enemy Act when um, he continued to have business dealings with the Nazis. And, in, and if you go back and you look at history and you look at the, um, the, specifically what was going on here in the United States during before we entered World War II, uh, but while the Nazis were engaged in uh, in uh, their European adventures, you know, when they invaded Poland and well, and Czech, well before they they were given Czechoslovakia and in, then invaded Poland and then um, you know de, uh, took over France and declared war. Uh, well, well, I guess when they invaded Poland, um, w it was war with England automatically. They didn't expect England to actually live up to their obligation, their treaty obligations with Poland. That was a surprise for Hitler. But um, up and even then, when our uh, when democracy when democracy uh, hung in the balance in Europe, the we had right wingers here at home encouraging the uh, encouraging Nazism. Okay, and we know that we wherever and as, this is why I say we don't have a, a an overabundance of morons in the United States. It's just that we have these morons in positions of power now. the The system is so broken that morons uh, and it's so gerrymandered. This and that's a problem. You know, if we really wanted a functioning democracy. We would, well, the the ones in the halls of power now would pass voting rights legislation that made gerrymandering illegal and such. But that's besides the point. And the re and we discussed this on the show all the time when when discussing Ron DeSantis, the fact that he had such an oh, uh, uh, such a landslide. Now, remember the first time when he was elected in Florida, it was a squeaker. He won by not, I mean, I don't remember the exact, I think it was 30,000 votes, something like that. It was not, it was pretty close, unfortunately, for humanity. And, um, but the this time he won uh, with a 20% margin because he drew the maps. Hold on, we'll be right back. So one of the things the, the corporate media, oh, they neglect to say all the time, and it feeds into the narrative that Ron DeSantis is, has something that people like, you know? And I'm not saying he doesn't. There are a, there's a minority, you know, a very loud and, uh, and now powerful minority because of gerrymandering, voter suppression, and Republican dirty tricks. So, but... Um, the corporate media, when they present Ron DeSantis as just as something that uh, that was he was able to um, win in a landslide in the in the, his second run for governor the governorship, and not explain that uh, or even not put it into context that he was um, you know he, that he literally drew the map on on which he won that he. He drew the map, and the legislature swallowed it whole. They had no say 
in the process, which is completely unconstitutional. But this is what Republicans are. You know, and of course they'll say it's constitutional. Every this is what makes they they're they're so tedious. You know, they they wrap themselves in the Constitution when they hate the Constitution. They'll say, "Oh, this is a and and anything that they don't like is unconstitutional." Of course, they say. But um, and one of the things that Ron DeSantis, I mean, he he needs to be uh, reported on as a filthy fascist. Say, yeah, the filthy fascist bats are out of the belfry in Florida from Florida, and now they're in Iowa. And this filthy fascist freak wants to become president. He wants to inflict his his fascist vision on the country. And here we go again. We here we are yet again in the United States, a nation of immigrant of immigrants a diverse country of 320 million people that have to once again say no thank you to the filthy fascist bastards who really hate democracy. They hate freedom. They, as we see, you know, that just them and, and Ron DeSantis doing uh, what all Republicans are doing all over the country, banning gender studies classes so you're not allowed to study gender in florida anymore you know because and uh, uh, because you're free i guess right you're free that's freedom and and if you study something that makes republicans feel icky for whatever reason because they're sick and they really need to be in uh, some kind of intensive mental treatment not in the halls of power but if you you know, uh, do if you are free to to sit and study something that you want to study as a human being, um, that that is uh, that triggers them. But I I wish that the corporate media would watch some the people who are in the corporate media would watch this. I wish that the Democrats would watch the show and take these talking points because the fact is, if you're um, let me. How do I put it? Um, gender studies classes are the. Um, they really are a sign that you're uh, you, that you're free. That that the country is um, a functioning civilization. It says that we can take a minute and look at these things. That we can explore what it means to be alive. What it means to be a human. In all its diversity, so that to me, that that is the beauty of, you know, having gender studies classes or uh, AP African American history or whatever history you want to study, sociology. So, yeah, uh, that's you know, anthropology. It's all relevant, and we get the we have the freedom to do those things to sit down and think about. What it means to be alive. What is life? What is what is you you what is what does it mean to be human? And um, how does that compare to other humans throughout history and prehistory? Uh, this is th- that's why uh, so many fought, bled, and died for this thing. That's why the men who stormed the beaches beaches of Normandy 
uh, face their fear uh, and and or made the ultimate sacrifice for the for us to be able to do things like that to study what it means to be a human being what it means to be alive we know we don't have to worry about you know maslow's hierarchies of needs right where we have a roof over our heads we have food we have um leisure time i mean this is i'm saying hopefully this is the point of why people fought bled and died so we they may not have ever seen a, a a peaceful day themselves maybe they had to you know the the early labor movement uh, people who died for the eight hour workday many of them they of course if they died in the process of fighting for dignity for working class dignity they never got to reap the benefits of their of their sacrifice so you know here we are and it is it's really um it pisses me off that of course republicans are so disgusting but it's uh they they think that the that that for example you know um let's say it just an eight hour workday in itself uh, or a weekend is is there because you know somebody felt like trickling it on us but everything that we have is because people fought bled and died and we owe them a a a debt of gratitude and we owe it to them to to ensure that the likes of Ron DeSantis and the likes of Trump and the likes of Jim Jordan and the and perjury trader green and the rest of these horrible people don't ever get to inflict their manias on this country and make it so that that we we aren't free because that's what they want and i'm uh, i'm just sick of it okay so tonight uh i've been sick of it forever but there's what what else can we say you know there's uh, what do we <laughs> it's like i'm thinking of of course um the fact that you could set your clock to that the fact that a a republic an anti-gay republican caught in the act of being themselves gay right it it, it ha- it's 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 like a cliche it's so common and now yeah what what have i said all along about for example well i've we've talked about alex jones before i am convinced that alex jones is in the closet in some form i'm i mean if all gay people if all lgbt people turned purple today he would he would light up like a teletubby there is no doubt he is a sick man and i mean he's not sick for being uh lgbtq or whatever he's sick because he is self-loathing and he lacks the courage to just come out and be himself you know and i mean isn't that the saddest thing when you think about it that you live and die and oh okay uh congratulations everybody thought you were straight like who cares you have this one life so fucking what but you know this is how fucked up they are and we know as as far as alex jones is concerned um you do remember how he had trans porn on his phone hold on a second right so um 
on uh, Alex Jones's phone, he showed his phone once on his show, and he didn't realize, I suppose, that he had some personal stuff on his phone. And then, uh, of course, everybody noticed that he had some trans porn on his phone that he and you know i'm trying to remember it just come uh, wait hold on let's see alex jones because this is who they are the same guy who rails against trans people the same person who wants trans people you know thinks i mean the the way he describes trans people it's just they're fi they're filthy the, the the filthy sick minds of republicans and yeah this was just to remember in case you missed it back in 2018 alex jones spotted with transgender pornography on his phone despite a, a history of transphobic rants hello someone get freud in here i mean freud would have a field day with these fuckers Right-wing conspiracy theorist Alex Jones, whose transphobic rants have seen his broadcast removed from YouTube, unwittingly revealed transgender pornography on his phone. The radio show host behind the controversial InfoWars brand was filming a segment promoting personal wellness, you know, the more magic beans, um, on an affiliate site when he clicked away from the page to his mobile phone. For a split second, the camera trained on his screen, revealed an array of open tabs that included a page titled Naughty T-Babe Marissa. T-Babe is a term to refer to, referred in uh, transgender pornography stars, and the clip believed uh, is believed to show Marissa Minx, described as Australia's number one trans adult model. There you go. There you go. Right? Caught in the act of being yourself. A filthy, hateful, self-loathing sicko who is, instead of having the courage, you know, go to a shrink. Work out your manias. Talk to your shrink. Say, what is wrong with me? I got one life to live, and I, I'm, I'm afraid to come out of the closet. Because who's going to love me then? This is what they fear. Because everybody wants to be seen. You want to be, you want to connect with other people. And, but not in that party of rugged individuals. You try, just try being a rugged individual in the Republican Party. And they will, they will drum you out of that party so fast. They'll, they'll, drum you out of the party they'll censure you right this is what it, all the rugged individuals who stood up to trump in that fascist shit show they've all had they've all been censured like kinzinger and and liz cheney and they, they recently have censured somebody else for for doing something but they don't they don't censure the likes of kevin mccarthy who is a fascist too not only i mean he's like a He's like a, the. It almost feels like the accidental fascist because he's such a weakling. He does. He has no center. He has no core. I don't think he has any beliefs other than what, what serves him. So if let's say in some bizarro world it served him 
to promote the general welfare instead of the welfare of the of Rupert Murdoch and the transnational corporate elites, then he would be, you know, he would be a progressive. But uh, he, because he, he has no, you know, what does he have? You know, like just like I say, show me, show me his passion. Republicans do not get into government for altruism. They're not in government to help their communities. They get into government to steal so they uh, and, and for power so they can hang. I mean, like George Santos. And we're going to talk about him another, I mean, tonight again, because another thing came out. Every day it's another thing. You know, with him, it's, uh, of course, he was uh, the mastermind of a, of a, a credit card skimming scheme is a con man but they're all con men and women in some form or another and they suck they simply suck well anyway the re- I'm, I'm talking about republicans caught in the act of being themselves because we got a couple here tonight you might have heard tennessee lieutenant governor mcnally who now in in tennessee Tennessee, where it's going, this country is going to, um, you know, we are really two Americas, right? As far as uh, many things are concerned, but uh, it will soon be, the lines will be so stark, uh, it's going to be, you know, uh, I don't even know. The, the, it's going, to, it's just going to be ridiculous how the, the difference, if you live in a red state and, or if you live in a blue state, you're going to have services in a blue state, you know, uh, health care, freedom. And uh, when you but if you live in a red state, you will be oppressed and uh, they'll. Oh, but you'll be you'll be able to like walk around with a gun without having to have any training whatsoever. So um, and but Tennessee is the state which is of course a shithole uh no offense i'm sure there's very beautiful places i i I, when i went to west virginia over the summer to visit robin and at the horn and and uh hung out with great horn the the great horn community and made some new friends like my friend david and i hope you're doing good out there david who is going who is a beautiful young person by the way david if you're listening and is going to law school right now. And David is going to make the world a better place. We need about a million more of him. but he's So he's got a lot of work to do. <laughs> but I hope everything is well, David, if you're listening. But anyway, so Tennessee is, uh, and I look forward to seeing you again. Hopefully we'll have another horn in. Robin will coordinate. We can all hang out, and I'll 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 somehow um, I'll hijack it. I'll hijack a little bit of it, make it a little tarabuster gathering too. So um, anyway, so in Tennessee, if you are trans, uh, you're really living in an apartheid state. So Tennessee trans laws are. I mean, they're off the chart. The um, the Republicans are attacking trans people left and right. They're, I'm just looking it up. Let me see. How many, many 
trans anti let's say anti-trans bills passed in well I'll just say passed let's see hmm anti-trans well there's a lot of them this was oh okay well two days ago from Bloomberg 2023 is already a record year for anti-trans LGBTQ bills in the United States shit hold on This is what I'm saying, man. Become a patron. This is a good time to become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin while I sign into this account. So I can access this article. This is part of, you know, what you pay for when you support the show. So we can, I have, you know, we got to buy all these magazines and, and shit. Keep it keeping uh keeping fresh and uh up to date on what's going on and also uh if you can support Tarabuster sponsors APS Radio News in particular Charlie is a great guy who runs APS Radio News an independent media outlet that this show is on All right, so um, state lawmakers in the U.S. This is from Bloomberg, written by Ella Cerrone. State lawmakers in the U.S. have already introduced more anti-LGBTQ bills this year than in the past five years combined. Why? Why? You know, if you, I, I, I really hope, I and I encourage everyone to to brush up on the history of Nazi Germany, the rise of the Third Reich. Please, because there are so many similarities, it's not even funny. Are you kidding me? I'm looking at the chat. Just found out Lauren Boebert is going to be a grandmother at the age of 36? Holy shit, what? Oh, well, whatever, who cares? Her son is 17. Announced that he and his girlfriend are expecting a child. Oh, well. Wow. Hold on, we'll be right back. Gee, let's see. I'm looking at this picture of Lauren Boebert's son. He looks like a baby. I mean, he's one of the the brats that that terrorize the neighborhood, right? This is one of the this is what happened. Lauren Boebert doesn't get along with her neighbors, of course. Let me see picture in picture. Hold on, I'm trying to put the picture up of me so you can see me. Yes. Um yeah, she's that's how you know she's she's a sicko. You know, her, she's at war with her entire neighborhood. <laughs> They're so fucked up. But there you go. I guess family values or whatever. Wow. Okay. It's hey, I don't care really, but he does look a, he looks like a baby, but yeah, he's 17. Good luck with that, kid. 
Wow. Teen mom rates are higher in rural conservative areas, she said Lauren Boebert, because they understand the preciousness of life that's about to be born. And what? No one teaches them about contraception? Is that it? Good luck. Well, let's see now Lauren Boebert and her family, they have options because she's rich now, thanks to her government position. Her hubby turns, uh, what does he make? Over half a million dollars a year uh, sitting on a board of uh, something he has no business, doesn't know anything about. I mean, these, these are the same people that complain about Hunter Biden, of course, right? When Lauren Boebert's uh, what? Not even what? High school graduate? Did he? Did he pass the GED? His her sexual predator husband, who has no has no um, experience in the oil industry, sits on a board of an oil company and gets a cushy salary of over five hundred thousand dollars a year to do nothing. And um, because how do we know he's doing? He does nothing because according to his neighbors, he sits home and drinks. He gets drunk every day. So when the boys are out running r rampant through the neighborhood on their ATVs, running or like seriously menacing the neighborhood, like a bunch of brats, and one of the neighbors says, "Slow down." to the brat and he and the brat says fuck you to the neighbor and continues to do wheelies and and uh, skid out on in, in the in the street then the the little baby brat goes home and tells his drunken father that the neighbor said something mean to him he must have a liberal bias and then the drunken father comes out with a baseball bat and, and proceeds to vandalize the neighbor's mailbox. <laughs> this is the Boberts. This is your congresswoman, Colorado, District 3 or 5, I can't remember, because I was watching it when she, almost, she, she won her seat by 500 votes. Congratulations. Dumbasses. Right? It's strong white trash jeans. Exactly, Jim, on the chat. Anyway, well, thank you for distracting me with that. 36-year-old grandmother. All righty, then. Teach your son of... I mean, because the other thing is, it's the fact that they're rich, this is what annoys me. It's not that... that whatever. It's that... Others in the similar situation don't have the resources. You know, this is when we know if she's saying, oh, we value life or whatnot. You know, 17-year-old boys want to get laid. It's not like he's valuing life. He wants, he, he wants to get laid. This, I mean, this, this is uh, humans, you know, for time immemorial. Don't g give me a break here. But, uh... You could have taught him about wearing a condom, right? But in 
they don't value life because in these communities they have no services the fact is abortion the number one the primary reason a person will um terminate their pregnancy is be is because of economics because of their financial situation there are numerous studies about i mean and as we know, I mean, our own eyes can see this, but study after study after study confirms how the number one reason somebody will terminate a pregnancy is because of economics. They, they, they cannot afford to have another child. Most of the time, the people who have abortions, are they already have children. And for whatever, you know, uh, an accident and situations like teen mothers and whatnot where what's what's going to happen to this i'm assuming she must be around this person's age is she 16 is she 17 what's the age of consent is she 15 in colorado what's the age of consent in colorado age of consent in he's not he's not even an adult so, Arado, let's see, 17. The age of consent is 17 years old in Colorado. So how old is the girl? I'd like to know. Let me see. Who is, if this has been reported, the mother of Lauren Bobert's son's baby? baby another baby let me see lauren bobert's son this is from distractify.com lauren bobert's son is going to be a father lauren still represents colorado in congress but now she also has the additional accolade of being a 36 year old grandmother it's never, it seems like trash, but whatever. She recently announced the birth of her first grandchild while praising rural com conservative communities for having a high birth rate. And they're so, that's in itself. Doesn't that ring of Nazism? <laughs> they can't help it. They want, you know, like uh, we have Fox News pundits. I probably have the clip somewhere of one of these guys, one of these Fox News. I think it was Brett, Brit, Brit Holm or whatever, saying we need more white babies. My God, when is Fox News gonna gonna lose their license to broadcast? So wait, how old is Lauren's son anyway? Does Lauren have any other kids? What does she think about her new status as a grandmother? Well, here's everything we need to know. We know about Lauren Bobert's family so far. She has four kids. Lauren's son, Tyler, who will be the father in April, is currently 17 as of March 2023. So he was 16 when he fathered the child. Well, that seems like wonderful father material a 16 year old boy right 
Lauren gave a CPAC women's event, uh, blah, blah, blah. Tyler had a spot-on response to Lauren when she told him that he was making her a 36-year-old granny, saying, well, you didn't make granny... What? Well, didn't you make granny a 36-year-old granny? Oh, right. Lauren acknowledged the truth of her son's statement, having given birth to Tyler when she was a teen. Well, then it's hereditary. In addition to Tyler, Lauren has four other kids, all sons. According to her official biography, she's a mother of four sons. Well, who cares? Lauren mentioned during her CPAC speech that he and her sexual predator husband were so excited to welcome the new life. Yeah. I hope that, I hope it's a trans baby. I hope it's a hermaphrodite or however they're... How, or is that a, an offensive term now? What do you... Or intersexed? Or math? There are more than, than you know. Apparently. I, I only know this is because I saw a TV show about it. How when babies are born... And we talked about it on the show. They, if they're born with two, you know, look two peepees, looks like male and female peepee. They got an innie and an outie, and uh, they used to simply make the baby a girl. They would just cut off the baby's penis. But as time marched on, and the uh, and human beings got more awareness the medical community realized when the children grew up and said no i'm actually a boy hold on so as we know your gender identity is in your brain not in your peepee but so now when children are born with intersexed or two gen, gen, you know, whatever, you know what I'm trying to say? They are, they wait. The medical ethics uh, dictates that you, that the doctor and the family wait to see what the child is when they grow up. They say, I'm a girl, I'm a boy, whatever. It will be revealed. And the and I remember what stuck out in the documentary. You could probably find it. It's probably on like it was on PBS, but um, was one of the the families saying that it was hard because the first question you get is, "What did you have, a boy or a girl?" And it's like, and they had to answer, "Well, we don't quite know yet." But there you go. I hope it's. I hope it's a. I hope if. That's the word we're using. I'm going to... I hope it's a hermaphrodite. I really do. You know? I do. Oh, my God. Let's pray for that, if you believe in prayer. I'll do some uh, Namyaho Renge Kyo's for that. According to Lauren herself, the mother of... The mother of Tyler's unborn son would not disclose the name of her first grandson to her. So Lauren said, I guess I'll learn with all, with all of you what it'll be. Well, who is the mother? 
no no question on the mother is the mother a child how old is the mother if the mother's 18 if the mother's older then she committed statutory rape if the mother is 16 then and he's 70 well i guess he was 16 as well so no one's going to get charged but if he was 17 and the mother was 16, then he could be charged with statutory rape. But, oh well. Right. But, yeah, anyway. Who cares? I hate them. <laughs> Legally and peacefully, I hate them. So, anyway, the reason I'm bringing up, well, I hate them. I'm bringing that up. But, uh, of course, we're talking about Tennessee, the lieutenant governor in Tennessee, where Tennessee is, as we were saying, uh, at least, well, all over the country, at least 385 anti-LGBTQ laws have been introduced at the state level in a majority of U.S. states as of March 3rd according to the American Civil Liberties Union. By comparison, lawmakers introduced 162 anti-LGBTQ bills last year, 19 of which were signed into law. Between 2018 and 2022, state legislators introduced at least 361 anti-LGBTQ bills total. So look at this chart they have. And uh, so eight, 2018, here's 18 bills introduced, one, pa one passed, 2019, 2020. Look at this, 2023. Filth, all this filth washing over this country from sea to shining sea. And there it is laid out in a bar chart with these filthy, filthy fascists. I mean, come on. Tell, show me a country in history, in recorded history, where um, there's a targeted minority group that, that right-wingers always legislate against. Show me a country where that, that, that's successful and does things like that. Right? Show me a country where a uh where they ban books where they i mean well, well we could just stick with the targeted minority group show me a country that targets minority groups with legislation for you know for no re other reason except they 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 need this targeted minority group to to for the dumbasses to beat down on. Because the dumbass, they need the dumbasses to keep them in power. So, you know, they, tell me, I'm telling you, guys, this is not going to age well. And what do I say uh, in every show? We're on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, humanity. Show me where this, um, you know, there's any decency in this dignity, democracy, any humanity. This is, you know, they cannot come right out and, and target Jewish people, right? They can't. They got to speak in dog whistles. They can't 
outright target black people, but they do, of course, but they got to speak in dog whistles. This is the only minority group that they can, can they could just simply target. You know, the low, and there's, well, how many trans people? It's like, let me see. How, uh, I'm going to look it up because I keep quoting it, but what percentage what per my connection is in private what who's connecting onto my connection no let me see what that's just some what email is that it doesn't matter what percentage of the population is trans. About five percent. I think it, I thought it was less than that. The Williams Institute. Let's say using data from the Behavioral Risk Factor Surveillance System. Blah, blah, blah. The population who identify as transgender nationally in each 50 states. All right, whatever. I don't want to dig into it. I just want to know the answer. World population review. What, popu what percentage of the population is transgender in 2023? Blah, blah, blah. Get to the bottom. Come on. Where is the answer? Oh, transgender people are part of the LGBTQ community. Yes. According to the Williams Institute, 1.4 million adults identify as transgender in the United States. About 0.5% of adults, 18 to 24, identify as transgender. And 0.3% of adults 65 and older identify. So you're talking about... A, a a a minority a such a slender minority of people that it 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 makes it more abhorrent the republican i mean it makes their their attacks even more disgusting and they need to be called out all the time and it ha it can't be acceptable i'm sick of it i'm sick of the corporate media going along with candidates who are uh, are making their bones this is the, all they got is anti-trans that's all they got to offer and uh, if you watched ron DeSantis, he's you know giving a speech in iowa or whatever and one of his big applause lines was about banning transgender something or other and they fucking applaud and tell me when you watch those Nazi documentaries or whatnot, and you see when you they they show uh, Hitler giving he gave his speeches in the Reichstag, and uh, where they one of the first, one of his speeches where he basically announced the final solution, saying you know we that the only thing we we could we have left to do is the complete you know i dedicate myself to the complete eradication of the jewish race he says something like that i mean what the fuck is the difference between that and what went on at cpac and what goes on at what, what's coming out of of ron DeSantis's mouth for example um 
the I'm sure you've seen it. CPAC speaker Ma- Michael Knowles, far right commentator Michael Knowles, who of course called paging Dr. Freud. What are we going to find on his laptop? Michael Knowles announced from the conservative action, political action, whatever, conference stage this past weekend that transgenderism must be eradicated from public life. Rolling Stone ran the headline, CPAC speaker calls for transgender people to be eradicated. So there, see, you see how how crafty they are? But don't don't make any mistake here that's exactly what he's calling for but the fact that he says transgenderism this is what's giving him wiggle room that's as far as the dog whistle goes you see but the dog whistle is eradicate annihilate a genocide We're back, Tara Buster, unapologetic liberal talk. Before I keep going, I just want to say thank you, Jim, for your super chat. Thank you, Richard W., for your super chat. Richard says, another great show, Tara. Thank you, Richard. And thank you, Elise, for your super chat. It's so nice to see everybody, and thank you for hanging out. we got a lot of work to do. But, yeah, far right. Here, I think I have the clip here. What the hell? There can be no middle way in dealing with transgenderism. It is all or nothing. If transgenderism is true, if men really can become women, then it's true for everybody of all ages. If transgenderism is false, as it is, if men really can become women, as they cannot, then it's false for everybody, too. And if it's false, then we should not indulge it, especially since that indulgence requires taking away the rights and customs of so many people. If it is false, then for the good of society, and especially for the good of the poor people who have fallen prey to this confusion, transgenderism must be eradicated from public life entirely. The whole preposterous ideology at every level. There can be no middle way. Of course, I couldn't hear that myself for whatever reason. But I'm, I saw it going, so I know you heard it. But I heard it earlier, so I know what he says. There can be no middle way in... There could be no middle way, right? Dealing with transgenderism. Dealing with transgenderism. Transgenderism must be eradicate from, eradicated from public life entirely. Incredible. Wait, hold on. How come I... Let me see something. There can be no middle places that... Bizarre. Why? I thought I could hear it earlier. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Don't get started with this now. Son of a bitch. Why can I hear my... This is going to be a problem. If I can't hear the movies I'm trying to play. I wonder if I do it like this. Let me see. If I play it off the screen. If I can hear it. 
It is all or nothing. No. If transgenderism it's not working. Fuck. I have a couple of more clips to play. That's why I'm so annoyed. Let me see. Hold on. Blah blah blah. What the fuck? Just when I thought we got things going. Movie sound effects. Right? Andy McNally. Hmm. Let me try one more thing. Hold on. <laughs> I know, I'm running out of time. We can't be doing this. Can't be doing this, man. During the show. People are tuning out. I'm sorry. If you're listening on Progressive Voices, we're having some technical difficulties. And I will... Try to focus. I called yeah, you to ban transgenderism entirely. I made the point that if you want, if you want women to have their own bathrooms, if you think women ought to be able to have their own locker rooms and not have to look at gigantic, gross men while little girls are getting changed, if you want any of those things, you have to ban transgenderism entirely. It's not now enough. Now I to can hear it. Fuck this. All right. Sorry, guys. Thank you for your patience. I'm going to have to not play any videos for now, even though I have a ton of them to play, but okay. Uh, I'll have to read it. So, um, yeah, he said that CPAC... So the, the headline screams, CPAC speaker calls for transgender people to be eradicated. I'm just making sure you can... St you guys hear me? Right. <laughs> yes, we hear it. Okay. Uh, but hours later, after Knowles threatened multiple news outlets with libel suits, Rolling Stone editors changed the headline to CPAC speaker calls for transgenderism to be eradicated and put genocidal in scare quotes, which is fitting because the editors are scared of lawsuits. Let them, let them bring the lawsuit. Bring it. Bring it. Right? Why are you backing down? He called for the eradication of transgenderism. What does that mean? What's, what is involved in transgenderism? It's like saying, it's like Hitler saying, I vow the complete eradication of Judaism. What does that involve? You're going to eradicate what? Symbols, places, people. Transgenderism. There is no transgenderism without transgender people. And what is transgenderism? You know, it's like just being a fucking human being. Try that, Republicans. Try that for a second. You know, instead of getting continuously caught in the act of being yourselves. A bunch of self-loathing freaks. I wonder if I do this. <laughs> Sorry. I put this for a second. There can be no middle way in dealing with transgenderism. 
It is all or nothing. I can hear it. If transgenderism is true, if men really can become women, then it's true for everybody of all ages. If transgenderism is false, as it is, if men really can't become women, as they cannot, how dare you? Then it's false for everybody, too. Who is this freak? And they act like, you know, he's, he's some kind of great thinker. He's some serious person that they all, they've all gathered to hear about transgenderism. Now, who's, uh, you, you better believe there are trans people sitting in that audience, whether they're in the closet. I'm sure they are, of course, but you know that they, that gay people are there, trans people are there. They're all there. And they hate themselves. Because you have, if you are a gay Republican, if you're a gay or a trans Republican, there is something wrong with you. You must hate yourself so deeply and want so, so much to have your, the love probably of your father or something. Because you better believe it. That's probably what it is. You know, oh, if I, uh, they're not going to be loved if they come out and be who they are. So, the Republicans, they I mean, they're weak. They're weaklings. They don't stand up. They don't pull themselves up by their bootstraps and stand up for themselves and stand up for what's right. They, they, they so now they, they're coming after trans people. And the, as if, you know, it's nothing new, of course, but it's, it's their only agenda. Hating on trans people, that's all they got. And if it's false, then we should not indulge it. We shouldn't indulge fascism. Be right back. All right. This is Tara Devlin, unapologetic liberal talk. I see River on the chat. River says, I was targeted three days ago. Hmm. What happened, River, if you can, if you'd like to share? River says, am I the only trans Tara fan? No. I'm sure you're not. No. Why am I saying it like that? I don't know. Okay, let me see. Getting back to the article. Well, this is what I'm saying in general. We ha- we have to have zero tolerance for these these monsters. And I think you know, I don't know. I I don't know who how many times I got to how many days I got to spend on the phone calling our legislature tours. But it does matter when you reach out to your representative. I mean, maybe not if it's George Santos, of course. But when you, they do take the opinions of people into consideration. But, and I, I, we have to get to the point where when Republicans are attacking trans people, it is, it's heard by the American people for what it is, the, the disgusting disgraceful throwback to to a fascist society that our ancestors fought and overcame you know this is the same mindset 
that plunged the world into a world war. This kind of shit. Targeting any minority group. And that's, and that's why, I, I mean, Republicans are fascists. That's it. And every Republican chest beats the heart of fascism. And this is yet another case in point. But I've said it before, you know, the the day that that asshole came down the elevator, escalator, whatever the hell, and proclaimed Mexicans as rapists, and some of them are fine, you know, bringing drugs, they're rapists. That should have been it for him. From the American people, the entire American establishment, from the people to the media establishment, should have done their job. Said, no thank you. This smells like fascism. This is an insult to everyone who ever died for democracy. And this, uh, the, uh, that um, in itself makes th- the orange stain unfit. Jesus Christ, don't go to CPAC and report. You know what I mean? They go to, I mean, maybe go, okay, and report, but not in like a way of, well, let's see what this guy says. Who do you think, DeSantis or Trump? Who are you going for? That's not how you report on CPAC. You report on CPAC as a grotesque gaggle of fascists. Who are who are dangerous and need to be marginalized where they be, you know, they need to be not in the halls of power. They need to be legally and peacefully entrenched as a permanent minority party because A B C here's the receipts. And number one case in point is their attack on trans people. This is the time right now, for all Americans, all patriots, to stand with our trans brothers and sisters and everybody in between. This is the time we stand at the barricades with the targeted minority group. And if anyone says anything, it, it, it has to be, you know, if any, any right-winger says something, you know, targets a trans person, it has to be addressed. We need to address it as a community to smash it legally and peacefully into history's trash pile where it belongs and where it will eventually end up. So we are on the right side of history. And this is what I was saying to Robin. I was talking to Robin Kincaid a couple of days ago. We on the phone, you know, we were just having a conversation, catching up. And uh, she was talking about how terrifying it is because she lives in West Virginia and they're passing bills, of course, all over the country. But one of the bills in West Virginia that they're trying to pass is that she cannot, she, it, will, it will force her to flee the state because the bill says something about how you a trans person cannot be around or anywhere near a, a child. If there's a child somewhere, then a trans person cannot exist. Fuck you. No matter how many, how much you legislate, trans people will exist. You know? 
But so which so Robert was saying that this means that she wouldn't be able to go to the grocery store, you know, because there might be a child there. She won't be able to go through her daily life. And someone who loves West Virginia, which it's heartbreaking to me because Robin has done more good for West Virginia than the entire Republican establishment has ever done for the people of West Virginia. Her fighting for the uh, Appalachian Communities Health Act, all the the lobbying she's done to pass this legislation that helps the very people that want her dead, I'm sure, that want to eradicate her. And she's, when, when she was taking me around West Virginia, showing me the beautiful places in West Virginia that she loves. And she had tears in her eyes, you know, the beauty of the mountains and, the, and talking about the history, the rich, especially labor history. It is so, it's so unfortunate and, and horror, you know, it's just, it's sad that this has to, that someone who loves West Virginia so much just might be run out of town. And she's done so much good for that, for that entire state and continues to do good. But what, what do you do? You know? When is it, when do you flee? When is it time? You know, I, when I watch, you know, Nazi documentaries and whatnot, it's, I, I'm, of course, interested in that period of history because we, we should all be, frankly. We should all know about that history and how dangerous and how it can happen again, and it is happening the pieces are in place for it to happen here. And it will be trans people. Now, you know, if they, if they could put trans people in a camp, they would. If they could kill them, some of them would. That's for sure. Oh, yeah, we're not calling for violence. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. By the very fact of your legislation and your... Your, your vilification of this minority group, of a minority group. You, you, you don't go and, at and talk to trans people. You don't go and want to understand. And not that you, it doesn't matter if you understand or not. That's, you know, there's the Republican privilege again. If they don't understand, you don't have to understand. Like I heard Perjury Trader Green at CPAC with her filth uh, uh, the entire speech was an anti-trans screed and she's saying how women getting their breasts cut off they'll never be able to breastfeed their child well bitch they're not women I, there's your fucking 10,000th mistake they're not women and who are you to tell people how to live. I mean, you're a filthy fascist. I thought you love freedom. They don't want freedom, though. You know that. They want control. They want 
power, and money for themselves. The rest of us be damned. And trans people are the price of that transaction. You understand? That's the cost that they're willing to pay with the lives of trans people. They want their dumbasses to go and uh, spend their time, their wasted lives, hating, hating somebody different. They want that. While they, they, they continue to entrench power. They're disgusting. And it's, they're doing it. God help us if Ron DeSantis gets his way, gets his dream. Uh, the, the worst that's going to happen now with uh, the presidential election heating up, right? Because never, there's never a break here in the United States. In other countries, you have an election period of 90 days. That's it. You have public campaign financing. Not here. We gotta endure this for years and years because of the corporate media. You realize that? Yes. It's the truth. It's because the corporate media gets lots of money, gets buku bucks from from uh, politics and campaign funds to run ads. That's why we, the United States, has to endure the another. Um, another aspect, another thing that's detrimental to democracy, which is the never-ending political campaign. So, yeah, uh, if Ron DeSantis gets his way, and that, and this is the thing, though, that we, what's going to suck, and that's why I, I'm glad you guys are here because we're in this together, but. It's going to suck to have to endure him for the next two years until he was he is trounced. So he, the only way he's going to win in a national election is if he somehow gets to gerrymander the entire United States, and they're working on it, of course. Um, I mean, the Republicans are fascists, and every Republican chest beats the heart of fascism. I don't know if you saw the other night, Rachel Maddow, she has her Monday night show. She did a thing about how in Georgia, they're, they're um, you know, because fa- the, the Georgia um, prosecutors might be bringing an indictment against the, the orange stain because he is a... Uh, you know, he's a filthy, coup-plotting, wannabe dictator. So who called up the Georgia Secretary of State and said, I just, hey, hey, give me a break here. I just need, you know, 11,000 votes. Come on, fellas, here. Come on. There's nothing wrong with saying you recalibrated. Come on. Give me a break here. All I need is this little paltry amount of votes. See how much they love America? See how much they love patriotism. They're such patriots, Republicans, voting for that. No, they hate America. Another example. But so in Georgia, they're they're putting um, they it passed the Georgia legislature and the uh, governor says he's going to sign it. 
um, a, a some kind of agency that's that will police the prosecutors, meaning, you know, if they don't like that you're committing crimes and then this other branch of government, that is, that's its duty. Its duty is to hold you accountable for committing crimes. But then when, when uh, politicians get to write, uh, write themselves a law to stop the prosecution of you, of them, you know what I'm saying? They, they, to stop their own prosecution. This is what's happening. And this is what's happening in Israel and in Turkey and Hungary. I mean, uh, yeah, under Erdogan. They're, they're, that's why, you know, the CPAC goes to Hungary and does their, their, their fascist uh, American Bund meeting over there. They, they look to, and of course, Tucker Carlson did his show from there too. Yeah. But they, they're looking to our, to him for inspiration. They're taking legislation. Why can't I talk? Legi- they're taking legislation from um, what uh, what's happening in countries that are falling to fascism, and they're they're applying them here, and it's happening in Georgia. So soon, if if Trump's not indicted soon before this whatever this is, this committee to basically run rampant over the laws and wipe their ass, right? And, you know, Republicans wiping their ass with the Constitution until when that committee (laughs) is in place, that's the end of the Georgia prosecution of Donald Trump. That's fascism in a nutshell. It's all, it is, it's all fascism, shoving unqualified justices on the Supreme Court. Fascism. That's another thing. You know, all of this, this is how the corporate media should frame it. Ron DeSantis's antics in Florida, wanting to bring that to a national stage. Fascism. Ron DeSantis drawing the map on, on which he won his landslide. Fascism. The targeting of minority groups, fascism, enough. Uh, Every American, if you are a patriot, you should recoil from that. When when a filthy Republican targets a minority group, you should say, no, thank you. I'm not a fascist. I don't fall for that shit. But they fall for it all the time. Divide and conquer. And if only, really, if only they got the help they desperately need, right? So, but I always say we will win. And this is what I was talking with Robin when we were talking on the phone about, you know, privately, and now I'm telling you about it, but I'm sure she wouldn't mind. But because I was saying uh, the, the thing is, you know, Robin didn't have a choice. People don't have a choice. If you're trans, and as Robin explains, you know, because I have empathy, I can understand. I don't, I am not trans, but, you know, it doesn't doesn't matter if I understood or not. Who fucking can't? You don't understand. 
Well, open your mind. Learn something. Accept it. That's how you understand. If you don't like it, that's what it, you, it actually means. For go, go to your shrink and figure out what's wrong with me. Why don't I like it? What is it my business? What does it matter to you? Let people live. Let them live their. Let people live their lives. Thank goodness there's options now. Medical science, you know, has come far and people can get gender affirming care that's our duty as humans to be to to embrace somebody going through a struggle and say i got you we got you we got you don't worry you're fine you're got you are beautiful we we got you this civilization is yours too we're in this together. E pluribus unum, the beautiful tapestry of life. That's it. Uh, you know, people are people are born with all kinds of challenges. So, thankfully, we have medical science that can help. You know, I can fucking not see, so I got glasses. Shit like that. And other things, right? But anyway, we've come a long way. But Republicans want us to go back. They want to drag us into their cesspool so they can continue to destroy democracy. That is what it's about. But as, uh, and what I was telling Robin was, you know, we will win. We will win. Trust me. It's hard now. It's a struggle. But we will win in five years, 10 years. I don't know. I don't know when. I don't know when it'll be. It might be sooner than you think. But we will look back. And trans people will be accepted as, the, as human beings are. So I'm sure there will always be outliers, of course. There's always right-wingers. But... We will win. Humanity will win. Decency will win. And Republican policies, mark, mark my words, like all the rest of the Republican policies, they never age well. They never. So they got make shit up all the time. Now they're targeting trans people, making up this bullshit about, like, there's some kind of crisis going on in a bathroom somewhere. Targeting, wasting our time. This is like they do all the time, like during Obamacare. Wasting our time with the death panels scare. Same old shit. I really do wish the corporate media would watch the show. Not <laughs> if, if, if the corporate media was a person. But if only they got the help they desperately needed. Guys, I can't believe it. It's the end of the Progressive Voices part of the show, but we got more show at youtube.com slash channel slash Tarabuster. And we will win. We're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency. Dignity, democracy, humanity. We stick together, we win. 
Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Check out APS Radio News. Tara Buster's sponsor. My name is Tara Devlin. I'll see you soon. We're back. Were you able to hear that? <laughs> Let me see. Oh, you can hear it. All right. It was a little loud, I see. All right. Um, yeah. We were. We had a lot. We got more show. But I, what I wanted, I realized that I've... What the hell? Junior. Something just fell. Somebody just knocked something over in the kitchen or something. Ray, Ray? There's Ray. Must have been Francis. Somebody knocked something over. All right, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm sorry that this is what happens. The progressive voice is part of the show. Because I wanted to, what I wanted to bring up is, uh, of course, you know, caught in the act of being himself. If is this Tennessee governor, this Tennessee, excuse me, Lieutenant Governor McNally, okay, who is a, he's a self-loathing closet case, of course, right? It's so sad, really. He's an old dude, and, you know, he spent his whole life pretending that he was a straight guy, I suppose. And, oh, bully, bully for you. Now you'll be a corpse soon, you know, as we all will be. And we, everybody thought you were, you were a dude. Wow, congratulations. But there's either he's, he's gay, he loves, you know, he, he's attracted to trans people for whatever, you know, if he has his own issues it's you can't really say right but in tennessee with the anti-trans bills off the chart uh here's from npr lieutenant governor randy mcnally has confirmed that for a little while he's been liking and leaving comments on social media photos of an openly gay tennessee man who often poses nearly naked McNally, who is also a member of the state Senate and serves as its head, has left numerous comments on Franklin McClure's Instagram photos with phrases such as love it and heart and flame emojis. One comment reads, Finn, you can turn my rainy day into rainbows and sunshines. Isn't that interesting? You know, he's like some... See? Liked by a lieutenant governor. Super. You need to be on Dancing with the Stars. Super look, he's writing. Applause, applause. And there's more. I mean, the racy. There are more racy photos. Not just this. There are photos of him naked. But yeah, super duper. 
And yeah, in an interview on Thursday night with News Channel 5 in Nashville, McNally apologized, saying, I'm really sorry if I've embarrassed my family and embarrassed my friends. You No, I mean, it's you've embarrassed yourself. There's nothing wrong with being what you are. If you if you are trans, if you're attracted, if you're gay some in some way, there's nothing wrong with that. You're there's something wrong with you. Yes. Andy McNally's Instagram history started circulating on social media tonight. His critics say it shows he's a hypocrite as the legislature passes anti-LGBTQ plus legislation. Tonight, his office is responding. Here's one of the pictures that's getting a lot of attention tonight. It's posted on an Instagram account by a man identifying himself as Franklin. We've chosen to black out the bottom of the picture because it shows some of the man's backside. <laughs> the lieutenant governor's verified Instagram account commented with heart emojis and fire emojis. His account also said, you can turn a rainy day into rainbows and sunshine. The lieutenant governor's account also commented uh. on this picture. We a young man's nearly naked pictures on Instagram have turned into a controversy for Tennessee's lieutenant governor. Oh, wait. I hit the wrong button. Also says that McNally sent compliments by direct messages, but they never met in person. To me, I just, I, I'm not a... A stranger <laughs> compliments. So I don't really read into them because I think that's just kind of wrong to just assume that somebody's hitting on you just because they're nice to you. He did not say he would, he wanted to date me or, any, or have sex or anything like that. We also found the lieutenant governor's account liking a picture of a woman who says she's transgender. The picture uses the hashtag transgender. The Human Rights Coalition recently claimed Jesus Tennessee passed more anti-LGBTQ plus legislation than any other state. So the lieutenant governor's critics call him a hypocrite. Franklin criticized the recent bills that have passed. I just hope that he knows that I love him and that LGBTQ plus and everybody else loves him mm. and would love him even more if he would open up his heart to treat others the way he would want to be treated because the way I want to be treated is to be accepted and be able to be myself and not be, you know, taken by the police. We asked the <laughs> Lieutenant Governor's office for a comment tonight. They did not deny the authenticity of the post. Here is the full statement. Trying to imply something sinister or inappropriate about a great grandfather's use of social media says more about the mind of the left-wing operative making the implication than it does about Randy right. McNally. Right, yes, it sure does. Making the, it says so much about us, normal people, pointing out the hypocrisy and the and just the sickness of someone who, I guess, uh, hates himself, but doesn't have a problem with targeting people like him. That's the way it is. It's This is a Republican epidemic. You know, it goes back from, uh, who's that one? Larry Craig, remember him? Caught in the bathroom, you know, anti-gay Republican, Larry Craig, caught in the bathroom with a wide stance. He was caught in a sting in a public bathroom trying to have sex with, uh, you know, some dude in the bathroom. And then he said he was 
oh, uh, that's just the way he is. He he had a wide stance because he was tapping his foot under the guy's stall, trying to and and solicited sex from him. But then um, it ended up to be an undercover cop because apparently there were a lot of dudes having sex in this particular bathroom. It was a cruising spot. And Larry Craig was there, cruising. And he's an anti-gay, you know, was an anti-gay, or I don't know, is he still alive? No, I think he died. Uh, but he, um, blah, 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 did he die? I'm looking, and who cares, whatever. He's dead inside, regardless if he's alive or not. That's all that matters, and it's this is why they are they're so hateful. You know, go get help. Who cares if you're gay? Be yourself. Grow the fuck up and be yourself. Stop targeting people like you, people who have courage to and are trying to live authentic lives. You don't need to be, hate that. You could also do that. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Put on your big boy pants. This is what they love to say all the time, right? Put on your big boy or your big girl pants while they're stomping around like toddlers. And be yourself. I guess there's something, there's nothing more terrifying than that. Well, the only thing more terrifying for a Republican, um, more terrifying than being themselves is somebody else being themselves, right? When others are, have the courage to live authentic lives, Republicans take that as a personal assault because that's too tempting for them. And this is really what it's about because they're, they're psychologically sick and mentally, spiritually, morally sick. When they see others coming out and living their authentic life, it only makes them feel worse about themselves and hate themselves more. And it might be tempting for them. They get angry. They realize what losers they are inside. So they get, they lash out. It is classic projection. But that, as the, um, the person said, I, don't, I forgot the guy's name, the, the trans performer um, who the lieutenant governor was liking, you know, as he said, you know, the, uh, just be yourself. Everybody wants to be loved and accepted, and we hope that you can find that in your heart. I mean, what a, what a nice, kind thing to say in, in spite of his hate. And hypocrisy, the yeah, the lieutenant governor's hate and hypocrisy, to respond with, we hope we, I hope that you can find it in your heart, to open your heart, you know. I mean, that's beautiful. Yeah, I hope so too. Ultimately, I really do. It is a shame that you spent seventy nine years on this planet in the closet. That's that's pathetic. It's very sad. You know, who cares? You're going to die, and then what? So when you're on your deathbed, are you gonna, is it going to be worth it? Saying, gee, wow, everybody thought I was straight. Whoopee. 
Oh, well, I tricked them all. I showed them being loved for whatever, for something you're not. What's the old saying? I'd rather be hated for what I am than loved for what I'm not. That's the Republicans. They, they want to be accepted. But, of course, they know that they would be immediately rejected by their, their compassionate conservatives who surround them. And, therefore, they have no courage, and they stay in the closet and begin um, and continue the long tradition of, of passing and trying to pass, railing against the very thing that they are. Well, here's another one. We could page Dr. Freud. Men who painted groomer on libraries caught with child pornography. What else is new? How many Republicans? You know, you realize that they're all every everybody is a pedophile now. All of a sudden, Republicans are like, "Oh, you're a pedophile. You're a groomer." It's always, you know. Uh, this is how we know Republicans have nothing to offer because they can't even fight on the field of ideas. They got to just, they call you a groomer. They, they must vilify you, but it's really they who are the groomers. Well, first of all, they're, what are they grooming? They're groom Republicans grooming their children to be self-loathing assholes with, uh, Assault weapons? You know, when I see pictures of, like, Lauren banned from the bowling alley, Bobert and her sons with uh, all kind, all manner of assault weapons, I'm like, oh, well, that's a groomer. That's a real dirtbag groomer. But anyway, um, it's this is just one other guy, case in point. There are so many other Republicans, like, who are, what do you call it, uh, they are, hold on a second, not just grooming, you know, uh, like there was, I'm trying to find the guy who was, um, he spoke at the right to life and then now he's in jail for, for child pornography. Right to life, speaker, child. Let me see. Let me see. Ruben, yeah, I knew it was a weird name. Ruben verse, verse Jewy, gooey, I mean. Versus Yeah. I mean, a real, real piece of dirt who worked on Trump's 2020 re-election campaign. He was also the digital media coordinator for the anti-abortion group Students for Life. He left the Republican... Wait, 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 wait. He left the Republican conference in July of 2020 to become the communication manager for Citizens for Responsible Energy Solutions, a big oil kind of uh, front group for Republicans. 
He was taken into custody after an 11-month investigation uh, by the Youth and Family Services Division of the of MPD. I don't know. What does MPD stand for? I don't know. Uh, and the Internet Crimes Against Children's Unit. Oh, in North, North Virginia Crimes. That's where he lives. He said that he liked babies. Isn't that wonderful? You know, he's right to life. Republican. A leader in the Republicans. In fact, a speaker. They, he, saw, he was so such a good Republican, he spoke at these uh, very big events that featured prominent Republicans. Told another person in April of 2020 that he was into sexually assaulting babies. Isn't that sickening? Well, that's just one guy. There's many others, like Charles Sutherland, a former elementary school librarian, admitted to police that he had sexual abuse, child sexual abuse material on his computer. A former elementary school librarian who painted the word groomer on two public libraries last year has been charged with, a, with possession of child pornography. This, this is them. It's so typical. Set your clocks. Set your clocks again. That's who they are. There's something wrong with them all. I say it all the time, although, you know, I mean, there's always something wrong with, if you're in the Republican Party, there's something, something is up with you. Either you're, you're a racist, you're a dumbass, you're, uh, you know, self-loathing in some form, you're greedy. There's some moral failing that you're suffering from. You're either spiritually sick, emotionally stunted, some form or not selfish sociopathy, some kind of narcissism, you know, self-serving. It's true. Prove me wrong. Show me. Show me. I know why I identify as a Democrat and a liberal. Why? It's not because I'm greedy. It's because I want, I see this, I see things that, you know, I see injustice and I want to make the world a better place somehow. I'd like to at least. I see, uh, you know, the potential. I'd like to be able to live in a country that lives up to that potential. A, a nation, a diverse nation that promotes the general welfare sounds like a good thing. E pluribus unum? That sounds inspiring, frankly. Pledging your life, fortune, and sacred honor to each other? Yeah, okay. Let's do it. Let's do things well. And uh, maybe when we come together, we can actually solve real problems and help people. What else is the point? What's the point? More money? You want more money? Rupert Murdoch? 
That's what it's about, right? For them, when you're sick, when you're a sick bastard, like Rupert Murdoch, and you're going to be dead soon, as we all will be, he won't be able to take a goddamn thing with him. How much, you know, how much money do you need? You got like two years tops. God. So, I'm just saying, legally and peacefully, you know, he's not a his spring chicken. He don't look good. We're all going to die. We're all finite beings. How much do you need? How much more? <laughs> you know, I mean, to, to kill America. You still want to, you still got that kill America thing going. Because it's good for the unholy dollar. You get an extra $20. Give me a dollar. You got another dollar? I need more dollars. You don't have enough dollars, right? Filth. Well, anyway, this guy, a former elementary school librarian who painted groomer on public libraries, Charles Sutherland, let's see. He, according to local news outlets, when police took him into custody, Sutherland admitted that there were images of child pornography on his computer and also found diapers and dolls around his apartment, including a child-sized doll in his bed. That's a sick fuck. You know what that reminds me of? Jeffrey Dahmer, who put the, who stole the mannequin and would sleep with the mannequin in his bed because he wanted to sleep with a corpse because he was a very sick fuck. That's who this guy is. It's like some kind of serial killer in the making. Who gets off on children? Filth. That's who. Sutherland's computer was seized when he was arrested in June, but forensic processing wasn't finished until January. He was arrested and charged. Uh, shit, my fucking website keeps crashing. Okay, yeah, well, there you go. Libraries around the country face increasing threats from right-wing activists and, and extremists who call staff groomers and accuse them of pedophilia because they offer books that feature LGBTQ narratives and characters or, or host queer-friendly events like drag queen story times. And dozens of libraries have been threatened with bomb or active shooter threats. In Florida, some school bookshelves stand empty as teachers hide books to avoid felony charges. After they were ordered to remove or cover all classroom libraries until all materials can be reviewed for purient or offensive material. Meaning anything that has a gay person in it. Right wing, because they're sick, you see, because they are sick. They are sick. Not us, not gay people. They are sick. Republicans, they're too busy thinking about your pee-pee. Are you, do you ever sit around? Who, who sits around thinking about pee-pees 
more than right-wingers. You know? For most of the day, it's a set-it-and-forget-it type of thing. But Republicans are obsessed, not just about their peepees, about, but your peepee. Whether your peepee is clothed properly according to their themselves or their ancient book of fables that they, that they insist. You know, some giant sky spook is upset about your peepee somehow. Even though, I guess, the sky spook has a peepee because, according to them, the sky scoop spook is a man. I don't know why. A giant man on a cloud needs a peepee, needs a penis. Why does he need a penis? I, I've asked this question. I still haven't received an answer from them. They say he's a man. Why? Oh, because they're, they want to kick down on women. I know, I understand. But they're, they're not that conscious about it they're they're not that uh deep you know peepees and that's all they care about peepee is your peepee going to the bathroom in the right bathroom is your peepee clothed what did you do with your peepee i mean did you you don't like your peepee why you must you must like your peepee for the rest of your life, they're going to tell you what you and your peepee... Your, they are dictating your the relationship be, uh, between you and your peepee. Even though that's your right as a free human being. But, you know, right, right-wingers are... They're so full of shit as to be damn tedious, man. Right-wing activists and Republican lawmakers are attempting to group any books that include LGBTQ themes into these criminal definitions, meaning offensive and purient. Oh, geez. Well, that's who they are. They are unfit to hold leadership positions in a modern nation. And speaking of... I just I wanted to show you one clip. Well, this is off topic. I mean, we were talking about the Republican assault on trans people and the, you know, its relationship to their fascist hearts and ideology. And um, I wanted to just talk a little bit about, well, we only have 10 minutes left, but um, you might have seen how, where is it? Oh, I don't have it. Damn it. Jim Jordan. And uh, he's he's a real, you know, piece of dirt. <laughs> I'm not legally and peacefully. He's dirt. But uh, he has a new committee, the Weaponization of Government Committee, right? Something like that. He's, and it's a it's a flop. But he has, it's just another opportunity for him to uh, audition for Fox News and act, you know, scream and yell and act like a dumbass. Because that's all, that's all Republicans do when they're, you know, that's why a Republican gets into office, frankly. That's why they, you know, have committees. They have committee power. They got the power to 
hold these committees now, and they are working it with this weaponization bullshit, and it is bullshit. It is such bullshit, but um, it's good to see some Democrats are not taking their shit. So I just, I grabbed this from Morning Joe this morning, so here's a little bit of a background. The Republican-formed House subcommittee investigating oh, it's a the low. so-called weaponization of the federal government held its second hearing yesterday on what has become known it's as the low. Twitter files on Capitol Hill. Twitter files. A pair of journalists to testify so who had been handpicked by Twitter CEO Elon Musk to report on the alleged anti-conservative bias he claims the company operated. I mean, what happened to Matt Taibbi? What an embarrassment. Leaders continue to accuse tech companies of trying to censor right-wing voices, even when there's evidence that often suggests... Wait, hold on. That's too low. I, I know. Hold on. I'm re-outputting it. We're doing it live. The Republican-formed House... House Republican leaders continue to accuse tech companies of trying to censor right-wing voices, even when there's evidence that often suggests otherwise. Things became tense yesterday between the top lawmakers on the panel, Republican Chairman Jim Jordan and ranking Jim. Democrat Stacey Plaskett. Take a look. Frankly, I think they're brave individuals for being willing to come after they've been named in a letter from the Biden Jim. FTC. It's what a joke. Is that his uniform, that stupid yellow tie and that light blue shirt and his stupid glasses? Legally and peacefully, he looks like a disheveled, he looks like a salesman who got caught in the rain. This your question, Tom, now? No, I'm responding to your ridiculous uh, statements you made in your in your opening statement. This. Okay, well, let's get on I with love it. her. Oh, now we want to get on with it. So you I can did. say all the things you want. And I, point I did out in my facts. opening statement as well as you had an opening statement. The ranking member of the committee. See, that, do they even want to have a functioning society? They can't even sit there and act like an, like adults. You see what he's up to. He's trying to trigger her you know he's trying to upset her but she's not falling for it the weaponization of government is asking for your sources if i never asked them for their sources yes, i did, did not we, ask for sources you know i asked the if they were talking not, the to elon musk not, not and they said that they were not talking Incredible. well you are not going to say i will yield, uh, yield back to the thank gentlelady you. i thank her for yielding thank you. you asked me who gave me who, who gave me i asked files. you who gave it to you and when she said they, they were your sources i then asked you if you had spoken with elon musk i did not ask you who those sources were General, the gentlelady the from Wyoming is recognized. Correct. Oh, my God. It's so unbearable. And the woman speaking is Representative Stacey Plaskin, Democrat uh, of the Virgin Islands. And she, you know, she's not putting up with his shit. But he is, he's a joke. And the whole weaponization of government committee is a joke. And, and all it kind of proves yet again that Republicans suffer from not just self-loathing and all kinds of other moral failings. They, they're the ones who are uh, being pushed to the forefront. If there's any bias, it's bias against liberals. That's what's going on. That is what is in the Twitter files and in reality, that the algorithms favor conservatism. If, well, it's not even conservatism anymore. It's goddamn 
fascism. Join us now, Democratic Congressman John Garamendi of California. He is a member of that select weaponization Incredible. committee. Well, Congressman, uh, that was just one heated moment. There was a, a long line of questioning, though, on other areas as well. Take us inside that room, what you saw yesterday, and then a step back, if you could, about what you believe is the objective. What is the point of this committee to begin with? Well, first of all, this is pure Jim Jordan. His history in Congress is precisely what we saw in this. Somebody it's a calling me. It's a bunch of. Uh, uh, so he's out. You know, the louder he gets, the worse he is, and so that's what you saw. The bottom line of this is that uh, he struck out. His committee struck out for the second time. The first hearing didn't work for him. This hearing didn't work. He's trying somehow to prove that there was some Incredible. conspiracy, and he's deep into conspiracy theories that the uh, Biden administration was trying to censor uh, the uh, the company. The fact of the matter is, the company. In 2020, 2022, undertook significant studies to try to figure out if their algorithm was somehow biased. It turns out that indeed it is biased. It promotes conservative thoughts. These are studies done by universities. Millions of files were yep. looked at. And the result of it is, yeah, the company is biased towards conservative thought. And so that needs to be addressed, I suppose, by Twitter. I don't know what Musk is up to. There's been a long story on him. The fact of the matter is that there is a censorship issue in America, and it is the Republican governors who are censoring thought. They're censoring American history. Uh, they're, yep. they're, they're basically banning books that talk about slavery, that talk about LGBT, and not allowing schools, high schools and others, to even discuss those issues. That's right. So the term weaponization has kind of become a catch-all for Jim Jordan and some other House Republicans. Yesterday, the subject was Twitter and whether or not it censors certain voices. Democrats, you all presented some examples on the other side of that, as you just said, of Democrats being censored. But what else is this committee looking at? How long will this go on? <laughs> well, this That's will why go I keep on. asking myself uh, every day. Well, the history of Jim Jordan, take a look at what was going on in the Benghazi hearings. It went on for two years, specifically for the purpose of using a federal That's weapon, right. in this case, the Congress of the United States, which is the federal government, as a weapon back then to take on uh, Hillary Clinton and now to take on the Biden administration. He is using the federal government the Congress of the United States as a weapon to attempt to somehow harm the Biden administration. And that is it. I mean, according to Matt Taibbi, he said that this Twitter file story was by far more serious and grave than anything he's ever worked on. Meaning, I mean, this is the guy who... Uh, supposedly had something who 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 wrote about let's say the um the financial crisis right where which in 2008 deflated at least i think 40% of the world's wealth so the twitter file is more serious and grave than that even though it is nothing. It's nothing but hype. It's nothing. It's not real. But it does tickle the professional victim funny bones that the Republicans suffer from. 
All right, guys, thank you for hanging out and keeping me sane for another day. We will win. Give the show a good review on iTunes. Like and share. Please become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Check out APS Radio News, Tara Buster Sponsors, and we will win. We're on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, and humanity. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin. I'll see you soon. All right, it worked. Guys, 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 thank you for putting up with the technical problems again. It's incredible. It's incredible. Thank you. Thank you, Haiku, for being a moderator and always by my side. It really means a lot. And Jim, thank you, Jim, for being a moderator and being by my side. Yes, and your super chat. Thank you so much. And thank you for the patrons and the fun. We got a lot of work to do. So... What are you guys talking about? What is... Oh, Jonathan. What is Tara's outfit? Jesus, help me. I hope you don't, like, show up at my house, Jonathan, and, like, murder me. That's all I need. I don't need... I, I don't need this shit today. How? All right, listen, 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 guys. <sighs> Most people. Okay, uh, let me see. All right, listen, listen, listen. Thank you so much for hanging out, my friends. And look, carpet. I'm looking at some of your um, messages, some of the moderation. Thank you, guys, for keeping it sane in the chat room. All right, listen, guys. Uh, let's have another gathering during the week. One of the other things I was talking about with Robin was, you know, we're going to do our show. We will do a show, Robin and I. It's happening. It's coming. It's coming. I hope you will enjoy that. And, yeah. All right, guys, I got to get unconscious. It's a, it's like after 11 now, and I got to get the show ready for Progressive Voices. I got to let Tara Jr. Jr. out of the bedroom and make it up to him. Thank you, Winston, for your compliment. Thank you so much. Great show, Tara. We will get through the bugs. Thank you. <laughs> I think we're working on it. It's got It got a little better as the show went on. At least we were able to have a show and listen to... Um, you know, the movies and stuff. All right, guys, thank you for hanging out. Yes, we are going to do it, Haiku. We are. Robin, uh, Haiku says, please, Tara, do this. You and Robin have awesome chemistry. We do. I mean, even when we were talking, whenever we just talk on the phone, I'm like, we should record that. That's a show right there. Because... <laughs> It's good. We're, I love Robin. I'm so 
blessed to have Robin in my life. I know. Please invite Nicole Sand. Well, Errol, why don't you reach out to Nicole and tell her to come on my show? She might not even know I exist. So you, anyway, not that you're my pro my producer. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Find her contact information. I don't know these things. All right, guys. I guess I could find it, but I'll have to. Can ask Progressive Voices for it, but. All right, my friends. Thank you so much. Nice to see you, JD. You lucky bastard. And we will win. Remember, let's do a show during the week. We're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. Thank you, Elise. Sweet dreams. Stay safe, everyone. Stay safe, River. We got you. I love you. I love you all. I really do. I don't just say that. My name is Tara Devlin, and I'll see you very soon. <laughs>